We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launcher online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the US and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Jenna Cameron, John Riches. We broadcast from uh, Parks Casino, the awesome, beautiful sportsbook, getting closer to the Super Bowl. And Devin joins us. By the way, Devin, and we've said it before, but Devin will be with us when we move to the morning show in about a week or so, every Wednesday and Friday mornings on the morning. So good afternoon, Devin. Good afternoon. Excited yep. to be out here with you guys. Are you pumped up for the Super Bowl? I am I am pumped. I think, I, I honestly feel like I've yet to process it fully. Like, I keep forgetting that it's this Sunday. It's coming. Yeah. It's, it's, and, it's, like, <laughs> I think the thing that's hard about playing in a Super Bowl is no matter what, like, win or lose, the season's over after that. So it's bittersweet in a way. Yeah, there's a finality one way or the other for right. sure. John AMA, of course, as we do uh, every single Wednesday at this time. Ask Me Anything's brought to you by the Bush Auto Group. Shop a wide selection of Nissans, Infinities, and over 300 pre-owned vehicles at BushAutoGroup.com. Reminder, Merrill Reese, who will be calling the game his fourth Super Bowl. Uh, Merrill will join our show coming up in a half hour at 1230. All right, Seltzer, what do people want to know today? All right, let's start on the text line. Speaking of the Super Bowl, uh, someone on the text line asked, what is your favorite non-Eagles Super Bowl memory? Uh, for me, that's easy. That's Montana. That's Montana against the Bengals the second time. That is uh, January of 89, and Joe Montana's got to go, I don't know, about 85 yards or something, and he does. He's got three minutes left when he gets the ball, and it's Rice and Rice and Craig and Rice and Taylor and Rice and Rice and John Taylor for the touchdown. I, that's my favorite non-Eagles thing, and 
Jeez. Uh, I loved it. Loved it. Uh, favorite non-Eagles. You know, back in the mid-'80s, Walter Payton was the, the world to me. Yeah. And I was pretending I was Walter Payton out in the backyard every day. That Bears Super Bowl with the video, the music video, the shuffling Dude, they crew. Called, they called their shot. It w- and they dominated. I, the, the only thing that I really I, – I struggled so much with the fact that Walter Payton was ignored yeah, at the goal line. Very They gave the touchdown to the fridge instead of Walter Payton after everything that he'd done. But yeah. that memory is so strong. The, the dominance over the Patriots – the way that game transpired, yeah. it was it was like a, a, a fairy tale dream come true that my favorite running back at that time was he won a world championship and I felt time. like he deserved it. And you know it was late in his career. It was it was kinda like when yeah. Doc finally won with the Sixers. I mean, you know, someone that was beloved in America finally won pretty late in his career. All right, James, next question. Bad news eighty, what is your number one choice of snack food and beverage for the big game on Sunday? Jeez. Whew. Snack food. Uh, it's got to be simple. It's got to be simple. Well, you I'm can't not... go wrong with, with wings. Nah, with the you, bone. Uh, wings. Wings with wings. the bone. Wings. Is top of the, top of the heat Number for one. me. Uh, Number one. Maybe before the game. In the game, I don't know if I want to be mixing with wings, man. I might be more chicken fingers. What do you mean mixing with steak? wings? Mixing. Oh, because you have to peel the skin yeah. off. Oh, oh they're distractions. Yes. Messy. No, yes. no, Devin, you don't understand. They're a distraction for, for some people, like Joe, because he has to peel the skin off of Correct. the wings. What? I do skin There we go. Yes. You de-skin skin your chicken wings I do. before you eat them. And it was very embarrassing. Uh, about two years ago, I'm eating wings right across the table from Seth Joyner. And Seth is devouring them like a man. <laughs> and I am de-skinning them. And he's just looking at me, and I'm like, oh, no. Finicky picking <laughs> It's not just like a them. man. Well, it's I, like everybody. Everybody eats their wings the same uh, way. Seth Joyner is someone who they would or wouldn't want to watch the Eagles yeah. with, and I do every it's Sunday. Sense, and I've right? eaten wings in front of him many times. So <laughs> sorry, Seth, for that. All right, James, go ahead. Yeah. So so what's your answer? You just said not wings. I, I, I would an say I want to keep it simple. I would say... Uh, Shepherd's pie. No, I would, I, <laughs> I would say a cheesesteak. All right. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, Buffalo ho- chicken. Ho- Homer answer here. there, but we'll go with it. Yep. Um, all right, John. Good question for you. Uh, is from the text line with NFL Films releasing the mic'd up audio of BG talking trash to the Giants and Niners players before the game. Is there any player you ever remember laying into or conversely that laid into you? Wow. Good question. Jeez. Uh, there was always discussion throughout the game i i can't remember specific players uh but i i'm face to face with linebackers every play so you're getting in each other's grills literally and then verbally as well uh i everyone i played against i mean it's a it's a constant conversation and you're you're trying to you know like joe said uh Seth eating his wings like a man. You, you, you do your best to be a man and out-tough uh, the guy and out-talk the guy and out-hit the guy. And it was uh, he doesn't have an answer, every Sunday. He, does, he doesn't have an answer. Yeah, he doesn't remember who talked trash to him. That's no. kind of the take. Everyone on. talks. Everyone th- like, how could you not talk? You're, you're out there. You're, you're, I mean, you're smashing into people. Is it? It's not totally but silent. No, but nobody was truly. It's an me- ongoing conversation. Nobody was memorable. That's fine. It's okay. No one stood out to you as the creme de la creme. That's all right. Yeah. Okay. All right, one more. Um, Joe, this one in reference to you yesterday. 
Um, this is from uh, Twitter. GoBirds86 says, in reference to Joe walking out of Avatar, when was the last time any of you guys walked out of a movie? Well, I don't know. I mean, I listen, I walked out about five or six in my life. Um, I mean, I know I, I, I actually walked out of Fantasia in 92. My brother and I went to Fantasia. It was like, you know, it's a famous movie and it's being re-released. We looked at each other like half an hour in. We're like, what are we doing here? I mean, what? So that was stupid. I hated Natural Born Killers. I walked out of that. Oh, I watched that I three times in the it. theater. I, I, walked I out, loved that I movie. walked out of that De Niro movie with Bradley Cooper and uh, the what's her name? Uh, the, the one when he's Silver only, Linings Playbook. You I, walk out of Silver I, Linings Playbook? I hated that movie. Joe, that's, hate a, that's a Philly movie. Don't care. Don't care. Why I thought, did you hate it? I thought I, it made me... I did not enjoy it. I, 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 they were everybody's miserable. I don't enjoy seeing miserable everywhere. Like I can be do better in my life than just being brought down by those miserable people. Wow. Okay, I Fantasia, it. I can see, but but Silver Linings Playbook. I mean, that's Philly. I know it is. Look, I hated that. I hated that. I hated the Sixers movie. In the summer, I, I actually that, I didn't thought, love that movie. I thought either. it was a disgrace. I, I thought it was. Great. I thought the it fact, was. I thought it was the best sports movie of the last twenty years. No I thought way. that movie. James, the fact rocked. that the Sixers participated in that was dude, a disgrace. Dude, uh, forget the Sixers part of it. The movie was awesome. Like it was no. a great sports movie. You're no. crazy. So entertaining. So you know, entertaining. I, and Adam Sandler's great. Like you're, well, you're, fun. you're yeah. out of your mind. Job. I think it's the best sports movie of the last twenty years. Well, I was offended as a Sixers fan. I mean, Doctor only... J turns on the Sixers. Like, oh, okay, right. Oh, good. I'm good. <laughs> Standing Ovay. Doctor J turns on the Sixers. Are you kidding me? It's fiction. Are you going to tell me Nick yeah, Foles turns on the Eagles? It's a fictional movie, Jeff. I didn't hate. It. it was entertaining, but I don't think it was the best sports movie in the hated 20, last. I thought years. it was a great movie. I've only walked out of one movie, as far as I can recollect, and it was Dude, Where's My Car? Well, that was. Yeah. <laughs> Horrendous. Yeah, horrendous. AMA, with that, we shut it down. All right, let's talk to Jeff in Wilmington right now. we got a big game coming up, and Andy Reid's on the other sideline. <clears throat> what's going on, Jeff? Yo, guys, what's going on? Hi. John, hold your ears on this, but I, w- I never walked out of a movie, but I fell asleep at the second Star Wars movie, and I don't remember the name. Fell asleep in the beginning, woke up. The Empire Strikes Back? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a disgrace. You're yeah. kidding me. Uh, no, I, I was, I, I don't know. Maybe I worked all day. I was tired. That was the first movie I saw twice yeah. in the theater back in 19-whatever it was, 1981, yeah. something like that. Oh, no, wait. No, no, it wasn't that one. It was one of the second three. Yeah, well, right. Was, okay. The, the yeah, ones yeah, in the early 2000s, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Exactly. That's different. right. Yeah. yeah, okay. So as far as the Andy Reid talk, um, it's amazing that the guy hasn't been here in 10 years. And there's so much chatter. I, to me, he's just another guy holding a clipboard with a set of headphones on on the other side right now. I, I admire his accomplishments, but um, this week it's just us against the other team. That's the way I look well, at it. Well, it is, but, Jeff, I think, listen. Oh, no, really. It, yeah, I mean, first off, he, he does pose a threat, so let's no, deal I, with I'm that No, I'm not reality. saying he doesn't. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just not going to give him all the love. I mean, no, you don't, yeah, that's fine. You don't have you know. to. But he is yeah. extraordinarily con- um, consequential in the history of the Eagles franchise. I mean, Of course he is. Of I mean, course he is. And, by the way, it's, it's gone beyond his tenure. I mean, he not only helped Howie with the development, which has led to how the Eagles stacked their yeah. team, but he, yeah. he also recommended the Eagles hire Doug Peterson, which is how they won the first Super Bowl. I'll tell you what, I think it would be more for me if it, this was the first Super Bowl that we went to and or the one that we won. I think if we played the Chiefs then, I think there would be a little more, uh, yeah, let's let's get them. 
You know what I mean? But now it's like, nah, whatever. We, we just want to beat them. And all right, we'll, fair we'll enough. Give Jeff, give me, later. give me an answer of who you would not want to watch the Super Bowl with at your Eagles Super Bowl party. I'm going to go with another uh, Sopranos character, Olivia. She's, no been sa- she's been person. said. Oh, okay. I'll just throw uh, Gary Jones. I, I couldn't Jerry sit with that Jones. guy. That's a good answer. I know. I, I, I would enjoy that. Because you just rip him for not. Yeah. yeah. I want to see fair. Jerry Jones' reaction in my, in my, you know, sitting on one of my couches when the Eagles win the Super Bowl. That would be interesting. And, and false faces right there, and you just rip him. I would love that. Yeah. 215-592-9494. Up ahead, 1230. We talked to Merrill Reese. What would you say, James? Oh, he's telling yeah, Parks. Parks Casino. Jerry no, Cameron, John has a read going into break. Is oh, there you, you always ask me to get in your ear right before you go to break and tell you if you have a read. Right. John has a Parks read heading into break. There you right, go. Right. No, no. You did your job. I misinterpreted it. Jody Cameron, John Ritchie from Parks. Merrill at 1230 on 94 WIP. The birds are in the big game. The birds in Kansas City and our former head coach get in on all the action for the big game in Arizona with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app, the only sportsbook I recommend. Bet live during the big game, and new users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Download the app right now. Don't miss out. This is the time. The Birds and KC get in on all the action for the big game with the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Check it all out. We're one-and-a-half-point favorites, minus 121 on the money line. The over-under is stabilizing now at 50-and-one-half points. I'll take the over. These offenses are going to score, and we are going to win the whole shebang. And remember, new users can get up to $750 in sportsbook bonus back if your first bet isn't a winner. Bet live during the big game on the Bet Park Sportsbook and Casino app. Get a camera, John Ritchie. Parks. Casino, awesome sports book here in Ben Salem. Now, Twitter poll question of the day today as we get closer to the Super Bowl. Other than Jalen Hurts, who is obviously the most likely player to win MVP if the Eagles win, and I believe he's the most likely player to win MVP because I think the Eagles will win, but other than Hurts, who do you think is the next most likely player to win MVP of the Super Bowl for the Birds? Four choices here, three on offense, one on defense. A.J. Brown, Hassan Reddick. Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith. Obviously, it usually goes to an offensive player, but the way Reddick's been playing lately, he certainly, you know, could pull it off. If we're going to win this game, Joe, and and I believe we will, and it's not Jalen Hurts, think of how the game will unfold. It would be we are winning because they can't move the ball because of that pass rush, because of a replication of that 2021 Super Bowl where the the Buccaneers were all over Patrick Mahomes. And I I went back and I started watching that game again. He was fleeing for his life the whole game. You know, moving the pocket, not because it was designed, because he had to, to buy extra time. If if we put him in that position with a bum wheel, Hassan Reddick is going to be productive. And, And assuming we win, which I think is going to be the case, it very likely could be because Hassan Reddick puts him on his back. Hassan Reddick makes him uncomfortable. He's up against that Andrew Wiley guy who is not good. Right. He's the weak link, and he has been for a long time on that, on that offensive line. I think if it's not Jalen, it's it's the defender, well, man. Here's the the defender who creates yeah. a fumble, gets a couple sacks, turns the game around. 
I, I I love Hassan Reddick as MVP. So I'll say this, Sean. There, there's two different ways to break this down. There's who deserves it and who will get it. And here's what I mean. Defensive players often get shafted. Now, Von Miller. But they also get this award. Not much. Von Miller got it. But you know who didn't get it? Anybody on the Giants defense when they beat Tom Brady the first time. And you know who deserved it? Somebody on the Giants defense. Eli Manning part of the scored, problem was, Eli scored 17 points in that game. I know. And part and of the Justin problem was. Justin Tuck is the guy that deserved that every right. day. And he didn't you, get but it. you had pressure from the entire D-line yeah. uh, all day long. Now, Hassan Reddick has. Think of what he's done in this postseason, man. I mean, he's tearing it up multiple sacks in, in both games. Yeah. And, and in a position where he, w- the game is in hand. Like, he's not even playing down the stretch because it, it's, out of, it's out of control. Like, we are so right. clearly the winner. Like, they, they don't put him in. He hasn't had the opportunities to get the sacks. When he's out there on the field for a whole game, he's going to do more. I, listen, I love him. I mean, he's a great player. Now, super quick reset. Merrill joins us in about seven minutes on the Super Bowl. Merrill Reese. Right, real quick before we get to the phones, um, Andy, a lot of talk about Andy Reid today, a lot of talk about Sirianni, sort of the compare and contrast. I'll tell you this, I would rather have Nick in the game. And I was, I was a little surprised, John, to hear you today say Andy. I get that he's more accomplished. I get that he's still great. I'm, I'm not saying he's not, but I do trust Nick more in the moment because I think he's a better game manager in the game. Now, Andy's magnificent <laughs> in many ways. But there's no yeah. box. There's no All box right. right now that Nick doesn't check. Right? Well, no. the experience box. The, yeah, I don't, I don't he's know. Got, well, he's I, got that's two true. playoff that's wins. True. I don't Andy know that it really Reed matters. 21. I know. I don't know the experience really matters that much. I really don't. It absolutely matters. I don't know about that, John. Look, I, it worries me that the word coming back from Arizona on media day was that the Chiefs felt – Felt like they were at home. They were more at ease. They were a little looser. Looser, yeah. That's that's not necessarily a good thing. Like part of that is you've got a first-time head coach. This is the first time Nick Sirianni's ever done this. Andy Reid knows exactly how to handle this, and that's a huge advantage. Well, for me, listen, Vermeil has talked about that. You know the tightness of eighty, and we love Coach Vermeil. But you know, there's been a lot of stories about the team was too tight. And, and that, you know, he, it was a little different when he got there the second time in 99 with the Rams. We're going to find out how it plays out with a Reed Sirianni thing. Who would you rather have as a coach? Your thoughts on Andy when you look back, the whole deal, 215-592-9494. Let's go to Joe in Mayfair right now. Good afternoon, Joe. Hey, good afternoon. One of my top five most hated uh, uh, sports figures of all time is Andy Reed. Wow. I just. I don't get it, Joe. I don't get Hate. it. I'll, I'll be more than happy to give it to you. Go for it. We live Philadelphia. Proud. We wear it on our sleeve. Andy Reid loved Bristol, Connecticut. Loved Los Angeles over his hometown, Philadelphia, with fans and media for his entire time here. He would never let us in to the real person. He always had his head in those plastic laminated charts and never had a feel for the game, and you as a fan living it, watching it at home would be screaming at your TV to get your head out of the damn chart and coach with your gut. He never adjusted to anything. He never adjusted to who he had on the field. It was his way or the highway. And all those seasons where we had talent and he had part of being a GM to go out and get us one or two extra pieces to push us over the top, Never did it. 
Same as Bobby Clark when he was GM for the Flyers. Come it on, was man. his way or the highway. No, this is fact. Saying he never adjusted his – he built no. the entire offense around his quarterback. But he was stubborn in ways that hurt them. He never he got a receiver until it was too late. Never, ever got a receiver until it was too late. Then after one year, it was gone. And, and the, the, the thing that hate, you hate the most is you felt that they were going to win one, John. You felt it was coming. And the, the buildup. Year after year after year, it's this year, it's this year, it's this year. And it deflated. And he left. And then he goes to Kansas City, and I hate him even worse. He accepts that fan base. He accepts that local media and lets everybody in, and then he wins one. What about us? This is the revenge bowl. I, I hope we destroy him. I hope He helped build us. I mean, he, he's a big part of why we are so good. No. He, he helped train our GM. I'm talking the coach on the field and the person off the field. I'm not talking about anything else. He never let Philadelphia in. He never accepted Philadelphia. And that's the reason most fans despise Listen, him. Listen, you, you paint a good picture, Joe. I don't agree with you, but I appreciate you detailing it the way you did. I mean, it's, it's, it's a fascinating call. Give me a great answer, Joe. For this Eagles Super Bowl, who would you not want to have at your Eagles Super Bowl party? Number one answer on the family feud, I hope James pushes it. The most irritating voice in sports is Tony frickin' Romo. <laughs> Tony Romo, that's funny. Look. Boy, people are hating on Romo. Get, okay, Joe, there's a huge play coming up. Let me tell you why. So I know you're sitting right next to me, but Joe, let me tell you. Huge play coming. <laughs> yeah, but that's his job as an announcer. I don't think he's that bad. I don't either. I Look, he fine. is annoying. He is fine. annoying at times. But there, not bad at his job. I think he's pretty good. Yeah. But, boy, a lot of people don't like him at all. Look, I'm pro – John, you and I are pro Chris Collinsworth, and people yeah. here hate that guy. Yeah, I actually don't mind Chris Collinsworth. They honestly. hate him. Because they think he doesn't great. like the Eagles. Right, which is total nonsense. Yeah. I mean, he, he's actually one of the few people that actually says something of a critical nature. Right. And, yeah, sometimes that's critical of the Eagles, but he's also critical of the other teams. Let's, uh, let's go to Troy right now in Northeast Philadelphia. Hi, Troy. Joe John, what's going on, guys? What's up? All right, listen. So you said five years ago, you started to show off as the Eagles won, saying, J- John, your fact was the Eagles are Super Bowl champions, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Your, your fact on Monday should be the Eagles just won the Super Bowl. It will be. It, yes. All it, right. So, no, listen. It, this was, it's about I mean, your fact on Friday could be the Eagles are going to win on Monday. On Sunday. Yeah, yeah, you can make it a, a twofer. This is what I need you guys to do for the fact. And I need you to verify this, Joe, since you're the trivia guy. Yeah. I need you to say on Monday when the Eagles win, the Eagles are the first team in NFL history that have two coaches win the Super Bowl in their second year. Is that is that fact? Uh, I'd have to think about I'd, it. I don't know. I mean, I, I could look it up. I really think that's the facts, man. I think that's the fact. Now, I, before I, I go, uh, on to Andy Reid. Andy Reid did a lot of positive things. Yeah, he did a lot more positivity than he did negative. But what I hold against him most is the fact that he allowed T.O. and Diamond McNabb to blow up what could have been another championship for us, man. You guys know that if he was – people love him so yeah, much. Yeah, he could have stepped in. He, and it yeah. could have just paid – it could have paid T.O. Look, I was pro Eagles on that. I thought T.O. was out of line. But, you know, it did spiral. And, and somebody could have stepped in and said, hey, guys, come on, hold on a second here. Let's get everybody in the room. Everybody just calm down for a second. That's somebody and, that should have been him. I mean, it, if he, it, if, it, yeah, the the problem though, where it was so complicated, Troy. The Eagles had so many good players, and T.O. was maybe their best. 
but they didn't want to have to renegotiate with 15 different guys if one guy squawks and gets his way. So let me ask you this. If A.J. Brown pulls a T.O. on us, you don't think that Sirianni would step in and try to get him to stay because he realized how valuable he is to the team? That's a great question. I'll tell you this, Troy, maybe. But I'll I'll say if if A.J. Brown did that this offseason, there's a good chance talk show host Joe DeCamera would say Eagles got to hold a firm line. And and if and if A.J. Brown's not willing to work with that, then bye bye. I mean, listen. Uh, I mean, Troy, you can't have the whole team then pull that because Hassan Reddick could pull it, right? Right. I mean, what, you know. I mean, come on. But we, right, Troy, that, Troy, give me an answer here. We got Merrill Reese ready to go. Give okay, me a great I'm, answer. Uh, Famous Chris, person. Chris Sims. Chris Sims. Yeah, I oh, wouldn't want to watch answer. him either. <laughs> yeah. Although, again, part of it is I would just Eagles tell him win. I hate him the whole time. Yeah, but part of it is if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, it'd be fun to, you know, stick it in some of these guys' face. All right, Merrill Reese joins us in one minute. If you're in the restaurant, hospitality, or casino business, you know that a great point-of-sale system can truly make a difference in your success. It's hard to find a company that offers everything you need and is willing to customize a game plan to fit your individual needs. Well, if you've been looking for the perfect POS partner, you need to call my friends at PDQ Signature Systems. PDQ has everything you need for success, including mobile POS, self-service kiosks, enterprise reporting, contactless functionality, data and cybersecurity, and the best service and support in the industry. PDQ POS is the fastest, easiest, and most reliable POS available. That's why PDQ POS has been the top-rated restaurant management system for over 35 years. Whether you have a single-location restaurant or thousands of locations, Joe Flynn and his team will create a custom game plan that will help your business succeed. Trust me, if you want to point a sales system that will truly make a difference, you need PDQ POS. Schedule your free demo and business consultation today at pdqpos.com. That's pdqpos.com. All right, Joe Cameron, John Ritchie, Super Bowl in, uh, in four days. And as we get ready for it, Merrill Reese is getting ready for it. Merrill, a legend, an Eagles Hall of Famer. You know, you hear about once-in-a-lifetime experiences. For Merrill, this will be the fourth time in his lifetime broadcasting the Super Bowl and he joins us right now. How you doing, Merrill? I am well, and I have a message for you from my wonderful wife, Cindy. Uh, back in 2017, and you know I have a, a kind of a season party, get the season started party at our house in August before the first preseason game. And in 2017, Joe DeCamera marched in carrying a bottle of champagne and said to Cindy, here, this is for you to enjoy when the Eagles win the Super Bowl. And, of course, they did. And then it happened again this summer. You appeared at our house and you said to Cindy, this is to enjoy when the Eagles win the Super Bowl. So she has it all set. She said to thank you. <laughs> Listen, Merrill, that is a great way to start this conversation. I appreciate that. Please tell Cindy I appreciate it. And I can't wait till you get back after broadcasting the game, Merrill, and you pop that champagne. It's going to be a great moment. I think it's going to happen, by the way. Um, I do think the Eagles will win. All right, Merrill, we'll get to the game. Let's start with the broadcast. This is amazing. Fourth time for you. Is there anything from the past experiences of the other three, 80, 04, and 17, that helps guide you in either your preparation or your in-game execution of a Super Bowl broadcast? I think my preparation is the same for the first preseason game as it is for the Super Bowl. I have a lot of memorization with numbers, familiarization with that. I uh, get as much background as I possibly can with the players. I, I don't think there's a difference in the preparation. But as far as the execution is concerned, there's a, a sense of urgency from the first kickoff until the final gun. There's the 
uh, the, the bigness, the grandness of what is about to take place. It's football's ultimate game, so you feel that as you do it. But once the broadcast occurs, you are into a zone and you try to transmit the feeling that is spread throughout the stadium. Do, do you get more nervous, Merrill, when it's a Super no. Bowl? No, I'm, I'm just as nervous before a preseason game. I, I really am. Uh, and then it all goes away the second Joe McPeak, our producer, cues me. Uh, I mean, you, you get the pregame jitters every yeah. game because you've worked all week on preparing for a game. So it's it's not any different. I'm, I'm thinking about the broadcast, and then all of a sudden, boom, you, you get the cue and you go on with the open and from there on in, you're just you're just concentrating on the game and everything that's happening. Merrill, how about that video camera? You know, so many millions of us after 2017 saw you, you and Mike, and your reaction the whole booth when the team won. That video camera that's nearby does that get in your mind at all, or is that irrelevant? Uh, it, for you? Uh, it's completely out of my mind. I don't even think of it. I don't even look at it. It's 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 tacked up on the on the ceiling and pointed down at us. It's. Uh, it's something that I pay no attention to whatsoever. Merrill, with all the preparation that you do for these games, uh, do you feel like you usually have a good feel for the way things are going to go? Uh, and do you remember any games that didn't go the way you expected them to go? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot. yeah first of all, uh, you know that expectations are really uh, part preparation and part guesswork and yeah. You let a little bit of your, your prejudice, your love for the Eagles fall into it. I think probably the most disappointing game that I've ever, ever been a part of uh, came in 2002, which was the last game at Veterans Stadium when the Eagles were playing Tampa Bay. And it was almost a foregone conclusion that the Eagles were going to win that game and go to the Super Bowl. I mean, it was – and then Donovan McNabb came out and he had a couple of picks by Rondé Barber. And Donovan was a great quarterback. And uh, – the game just turned on them, and that was a that was a very very sad feeling. I mean, you could just see that thing spiraling out of control, and that was probably the most disappointed I've ever been in one game. And then they had a chance to win again uh, in 2008 in Arizona in an yeah. NFC Championship game, and there were a couple of things that happened late in that game. But the Eagles, both times, were on the precipice of heading to another Super Bowl, and it just didn't happen. No question. Merrill, I'll never forget walking out of that Tampa game. I mean, it, it, oh. was, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Was All right. So, Merrill, it, it's interesting to bring that game up because I have referenced, uh, and James agrees with me, that this is probably the closest point spread that an Eagles team has been involved in, that there is almost around here universal agreement that the Eagles will win since that Tampa game. Do you think the town, and I'm sure you've heard it, do you think the town is a little overconfident? Is this going to be harder than perhaps many around here think? Eagles fans are the best fans any place. They love this team. They're passionate. But the fact of the matter is I get a little nervous when friends come up to me and they say, you know what, the Eagles aren't going to just win this game. They're going to blow out the Chiefs. Yeah. The Eagles are going to win by at least 10 or 14 points. It's, it's not going to be a close game. I don't feel that way. I think the Eagles, this is the best Eagles team, guys, that I've ever been around. The most complete Eagles team from top to bottom. And if you look at the, the various rooms, the various position groups, the Eagles are better in almost every area than the Kansas City Chiefs. But there are mitigating forces at work. There's a quarterback there who's almost magical, who's thrown balls behind his back, left-handed, 
and just finds ways to wiggle free and make some of the most amazing plays I have ever seen. There's a coach there with 24 years experience as a head coach who has now won a Super Bowl and has taken them to numerous championship games. So there are definitely things that can happen. I turn back to the last Super Bowl, Super Bowl 52, and a lot of us were worried because they were the mighty Patriots. That game turned around on one play. Not the Philly special, although that was big. That game turned around late in the game when Brandon Graham separated Tom Brady from the football. That turnover killed the Patriots. And this game could go down to a turnover here or there. There are so many things that can happen. So am I confident that this is the best team? Yes. Do I feel they have a great shot? Yes. If I had to pick one or the other, certainly I would pick the Eagles. But anything can happen in this game, and I think it's going to be very, very nerve-wracking going into the final four minutes of that game. Merrill, how much do you stay in touch with Andy Reid? I text him quite often. I do stay in touch with him. I texted him uh, congratulations after they won against Cincinnati in their AFC championship game. And he texted me back within an hour saying, thanks, Merrill. Congrats to the Eagles. Look forward to seeing you. What's the biggest difference you can tell between Andy Reid and Nick Sirianni? Andy Reid is kind of stoic at times, uh, methodical. Uh, Nick Sirianni is, wears his heart on his sleeve, and he lets his passion go through, you know, come through. Each man is himself. Nobody tries to be anything that they're not. But they've both done great jobs. Andy Reid is a Hall of Fame coach. He's won more games than any coach in Eagles history, 140. Has hit the second-place guy as Greasy Neal with 66. Jeez. Nick Sirianni's only in his second year. And already he's taken the team to a playoff game and now to a Super Bowl. He is a bright young coach with a brilliant future, and I hope he's here for a long time. But they're both – Andy has arrived. He's already – he's just a first ballot Hall of Famer. And Nick has gotten off to the best start you could ever imagine. Merrill Reese with us here, getting ready, of course, for the Super Bowl in four days. Merrill, the 49ers game was dominant, but not the best performance by Hertz. Did his inaccuracy worry you? Do you worry not about the shoulder? No? Pass not that? at all. Not at all. I think he's fine. I think he's fine. The 49ers game was an anomaly. The Eagles played a team that had no chance to win. When the first half was, was over, the game yeah. was over. Yeah. They, they, this is the first time I've ever done a game ever or seen a game ever where one of those teams had no chance to complete a pass. They had nobody back there who could throw at all. That game was over. In fact, with 46 seconds to go in the third quarter, I said the Eagles were 15 minutes and 36 seconds or 46 <laughs> seconds away from the Super Bowl. It was, it was obvious. I've never done anything like that that early. But it was obvious they had no chance. So I think the 31-7 win by the Eagles in that game really was not an evaluation of how good they are or how bad the 49ers were. It was just a, a, a fluke, really. That doesn't mean that the Eagles were better than the 49ers, but I think the game would have been a lot closer had they had a quarterback. Merrill Reese with us. Merrill, let's kind of get to it here. Your your prediction for Sunday, what do you think? Well, I'm hired to describe, not to predict. But if you if you tell me to predict, I will. And I, I think the Eagles are going to win a close game. But I think I think they're I think that next week, at this time, we're either in or preparing for a parade. 
Well, Merrill, two things. Number one, let me say no one has ever described better. Uh, and I mean it. I'm not talking about the last 15 seconds. I'm talking about these years. So thank you. Enjoy this. I think there's a legitimate chance this will not be your final Super Bowl broadcast because this team is really stacked. And it could be, um, it could be an era where, where this becomes the Eagles era. So we shall, we shall find out. And enjoy well, it. Enjoy the well, trip, Merrill, and, you know, all the festivities out there. And, uh, man, we'll be listening on Sunday well, let me Let me tell you one more thing, and I've mentioned this before. I can remember, as I say, when dinosaurs roamed the earth, I was on the plane coming back from Super Bowl 15. That was in 1981, and everyone on the bus to the airport said, you know what, next year we're going to come back and win this thing because now we know the experience of being at the Super Bowl. We will win this next year. Well, next year came a quarter of a century later. This team has got to approach this game as if it's the last game they'll ever play. It's the biggest game of their lives, and there is no next year. It's win it this year because, you know what, this team has a bright future, we think, but this team, this team will never play together again because there will be retirements. There will be free agency. A lot of things can happen. So they have to view this game almost as now or never. I love it, Merrill. I might, ha- I might have you give the pregame pep talk. I like that. <laughs> Merrill, enjoy it. We'll be listening. Thank you, Merrill. Thanks, guys. Have a great game. Enjoy it. It's, it's wonderful to hear you. And Best of luck. You'll do a terrific morning show. Thank you, Merrill. Thanks, thank Merrill. you, thank you. Right, there he is, the legend, Merrill Reese. Best. I can tell he's pumped up. I love that message, man. He's I so did. right. He's so right. We just felt it with the Phillies World Series. Like, it was really fun. It was a great ride, but they lost. They lost. Like Well, and James, not to mention we felt it with regard to 2017. They won and couldn't duplicate it. Yep, exactly. So, you know, yeah, there's a chance the Eagles could win – two and five years, meaning the next five years, or three and five years. But, you know, history tells you there's probably a better chance than not, if the Eagles win this Super Bowl, there's a better chance than not that they will not win another title in the next five years. I was like 23 years years old the first time they made it to a Super Bowl. You know, it took 23 years of my life to even see it for the first time. It can take a while. All right, let's go to the phones. Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie, Devin with us, James, obviously the whole deal. We moved till 2 o'clock. Remember, John and Ike broadcasting from out there in Arizona. Let's talk to Ben right now in Millville. Hi, Ben. Hey, the camera, buddy. How's it going? John Ritchie, Seltzer. What's up, Devin? We're all, we're all excited, my man. Yeah. Well, I want to get this right off. First person, you know, I wouldn't want to watch the Eagles Super Bowl with come Sunday is uh, Richard Simmons. You know, you just want to relax, hang out with your guys and friends, and he's going to be like, all right, everybody, leg kicks, let's go. Up and down on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, let's go. Hey. Not bad. That was a pretty good Richard Simmons. That's a funny one, That yeah. was. That's a good answer. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I always say that, the camera, you're wrong. But today, the very rare occasion, you know, John Ritchie, you, you, you're being the, the player's, you know, the coach's player. Andy Reid can be remembered as those 14 years here in Philly as whatever indeed possible. Now, what I got told a couple – days ago by one of my uncles was, you know, I never really experienced like the dog days of the Eagles football team, say like the 1980s. For most of my lifetime, oh, was bad. they've was been, bad. we never, yeah. I never had that. I'm a, I was born in 95. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I never experienced those awful years. Now did, could we, should we have won more with Andy Reid? Absolutely. Did he do some things off the field that weren't great? Absolutely. What do you remember? past presidents as, you know, 
the many good things or the one bad things? Well, you kind of remember both, honestly. I mean, to to, to be candid, that's what makes the presidency uh, historically debatable, right? I mean, you know, and so I'm just saying it's it's, it's complicated. complicated. Yeah, same with with Andy Reid. You know, uh, before I'd be like, you know, do I hate that guy? No, but, like, you know, he just irks you. Like, you remember those stinking time management places. His two minutes is the, like the stupid things, and we'd be yelling at the TV, and we had such great opportunities. Well, yeah, and, and, and listen, Ben, Ben, terrific phone call. I'll uh, say this. Go ahead, John. What you apparently don't remember, like your point is you don't remember ever seeing this organization be a bad organization, and a big reason for that is Andy Reid. Yeah, right. but Andy Reid created point. what this became. Our generation, like I'm in a similar boat as him, doesn't remember how bad the Eagles were. Like when I think of Andy Reid, I think of heartbreak. Like my first true memory of Philadelphia sports heartbreak was probably the 2002 NFC Championship game, and then it just kept happening after that. So I don't hate Andy Reid. I respect him, and I get what he did, but like I also don't revere him in a way that a lot of people do. Yeah, I mean, look, he got him close, but he – so. It's a credit for what he did to get him there, but right. it's a discredit that they kept losing in those And he spots. never won anything, and then he went on, and he won a lot. That's exactly correct. By the way, James was in the room. We're going to try to dig up the audio. When he got fired, when Andy, not James. Hello, James. <laughs> John, is what are you saying? Breaking news here. No, when Andy Reid got fired, <laughs> James was working as a, uh, as a staffer for the Eagles at that point. And James was in the room when Andy Reid addressed the Eagles staff. And he had a very gracious message upon his exit. And uh, we'll, we'll get to, to that audio, I, I think, maybe the 1 o'clock hour. It's pretty cool. All right, let's go to Drew in Westchester. Hi, Drew. Hey, folks. Uh, Joe, I'm a bit frightened you're rubbing off on me. I told somebody the other day I was eagled up. And they're like, eagled up? Where did you get that for? Like, how did you come up with that? And I'm like, I didn't. My guy on the radio. Yeah, uh, but I stole it from – but it, to me, that's a flyer's term, and I just kind of, you know, stole it. Because we used to say flyered up. We haven't been flyered up in, oh, I don't know, 75 years. But um, I just kind of borrowed it. I do remember flyered up. I like I like eagled up. I like eagled up better. It's a good uh, It's a good term. Um, so in terms of uh, I like Andy, I don't want to come on here and just rip him. But as far as Sunday goes, I am taking Nick because I've seen Andy mess up in multiple Super Bowls. And I'm not trying to, you know, relitigate the past here, but I think something that does get a little overlooked is when he won against the 49ers, basically what happened for 50-plus minutes, they had scored 10 points. Nick Bosa was causing a bunch of problems. He gets hurt. Mahomes completes a bomb to Tyreek Hill, and the floodgates kind of opened from there. So essentially I've seen him coach not great games in three Super Bowls now which leads me to, you know, tip the scales to Sirianni on Sunday. Well, on Sunday, I'd rather have Sirianni. I've been very clear about that. I, in game, I can guarantee you in game, I'd rather have Nick Sirianni. Based off of his two wins. And based on Andy's 24 years of in-game issues. 21 wins in the postseason i know he's had a lot of games where he didn't have those in-game issues Well, you're right and and there's there's not enough information on nick sirianni yeah it looks really good it looks really good thus far but man just a a postage stamp sized career comparatively speaking all right drew give me a great answer who would you not want at your super bowl party 
All right, so this person would show up uninvited, not bring any food, and consistently walk in front of the TV and annoy people. I'm oh. from Full House. Who from Full House? Kimmy Gibbler. Yeah, Kimmy Gibbler would be awful. She was a disaster. So, James, tell me if you agree with this. Because I think this is one of those spots where Andy looked comparatively ridiculous. And I'm a pro-Andy guy, but when Andy for 14 years, and it was the combination of Andy and Donovan, but it went to other quarterbacks also, would struggle to get the plays off on time, and the Eagles would either have a five-yard penalty or burn timeouts, and it happened all the time. And while Chip Kelly was essentially became a disaster, when in the first game Chip Kelly made it very obvious that he could say to the players, uh, run play four. And then they would just go to the line of scrimmage and do play yeah, four. Yeah, remember he had those, we were all like freaking out. He had the things he brought from college, those big right. like signs they would hold up. And it was like, boom, good, no problem. Like, I don't understand. Like, John, give me the name of a play that you had, because I know you remember some of these. West Coast offense lingo. Give me a name of a play. Far double wing left, F right, 322, Y stick nod, Z under, check to, I don't know, <laughs> 58 <laughs> X hammer. Now remember this, guys. <laughs> that, 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 no, that was a real part. Oh, well, the end, the end was made up. That had to be said by Andy on the sideline to Donovan and in his repeated. ear. And then Donovan had to say it to the right. guys in the huddle. Mm-hmm. And Chip, Chip Kelly's like, uh, play two. Yeah, it was more efficient. Like, I mean, so that's what's on the laminated papers what? that Andy yeah. always has. So, how does Andy not, James, how does Andy, after 14 years, not realize? There's got to be a different way to do it. Yeah, I'm with Look, you, man. That's, that is a that is certainly <laughs> something that changed. Doug changed it similarly. You know, he was calling things things in shorter. It seemed with a wristband with Carson at times, and that was you know e- evolving the offense. But to blame Andy for doing it the same way that Bill Walsh did it. You know, the, the way he started. But here it. was the problem, John. Here's the that's, issue. No, but I here, think that's short-sighted. But here's I mean, the, he was just doing it the way it was always done. But here's the problem. If I had to guess, and I can't prove it, I would guess that Bill Walsh was more efficient at, at getting it to the quarterback than Andy was. Like, Andy might have thought about it for three to six to eight seconds. I mean, something just didn't work. It, it, there's no way you can have that many burn timeouts without a lack of efficiency somewhere. So even though it might have been the same verbiage, he might not have thought it as quickly. Let's go to Tom in Middletown. Hi, Tom. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great, Tom. Hey, listen, I just want to let you know I have trained myself for the last month to make the transition for you guys. I now get up at 445 without an alarm clock. <laughs> wow. Thank you, man. Okay. Man. And listen, and listen, and John, you're an athlete. I know you're going to make it on time. James, you've got the energy that if, if Casey can edit the bottle X stuff and sell it, you know, you, you've got the energy. <laughs> Joe, I'm a little worried about you, brother. Well, I'm highly worried. I mean, listen, I've set the over-under, Tom, at, at one and a half times a year that I'll be late. And so if I'm only late once in a year, I'll consider that a major victory. Right, a, ma- a major victory. Matter of fact, I might even, like, like we should have a parade for me. That's a great right, here, accomplishment. Here's what I want you to do. You wake you up first thing betting. in the morning. You get you get an ice water with Himalayan salt and lemon. Drink that down. With Do salt in it? On a, or, on a bike or, or a treadmill. And then take a quick, if you'd like baths, get a quick ice bath. I have a, um, huh. like a, a trainer. Type Joe will never bear. take an ice bath. I did it once. I did it at Philly's Fantasy Camp. Dude, I, let me tell you something. By 6 o'clock, I can give the world news yet alone Philadelphia sports news. 
Well, look, we'll see. Here are the two things that were three things I've done, Tom. I bought glasses to help me fall asleep. So they, 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 they turn your brain off as you're trying to go to sleep. Hopefully it helps you. Number two, I bought a light that upon waking up I will look at. Uh, they say if you look at it for 30 minutes, it helps turn your brain uh, the, on. The sunlight. Phototherapy lamp, yeah. I believe it's called. Yeah, I might need to get one of those. So I, I might bring it in. I, I, I might do it at home, or I might just come into work and then just stare <laughs> at that thing. Um, well, so I anyway, said, I'm, I'm I, working I, on it. It's going to be a great show. Thank you. I just know the first one that's going to be played is going to be Joe. Oh, I, I agree with you. Tom, give me a great <laughs> answer. Who's the, uh, the worst person to watch the Super Bowl with? I'll tell you what, um, if you go back to um, uh, Bronx Tale, I would hate to have Mush show up. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really clever answer. (laughs) Well, you know what? That's pretty good. Unless he said, unless he said. Go Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. And then you'd be like, oh, this is in the bag. The birds got it. 215-592-9494 from Parks Casino. We roll on the audio of what Andy Reid said uh, after being fired by the Eagles a long time ago. But uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool audio. It's going to be Sirianni versus Andy this weekend. It's amazing. And, uh, of course, we can get into the game as well. Joe Cameron, John Ritchie on WIJ. Hey, Eagles fans. My friends at Miller Lite want to get you ready for the road to Phoenix. Join Devin Caney and me Thursday night from 5 to 7 p.m. at Barnaby's in Westchester as Miller Lite is offering Eagles fans 21 years or older a complimentary beer. You'll also have the chance to win Miller Lite flight deck, t- flight deck tickets to the Eagles home opener in 2023. You must be present to win. See you tomorrow night at Barnaby's in Westchester with Devin Caney. For more info, go to MillerLite.com slash Fly Eagles Fly. Tastes like Miller time, Philly. Celebrate responsibly. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.